Welcome to Inspiration Rising. I'm your host, David Trotter, and we're here to inspire you to rise up in your life, love, and leadership. Well, do you have a bucket list? I don't have one yet, but I'm thinking about making one after speaking with Karen Cordaway. She's the author of the Everyday Bucket List book, 10 Steps to Bring Exciting Experiences to Everyday Life. Now, Karen is a busy working mom, and she spent years struggling to find free time for herself. And that is until she figured out how to reclaim her schedule and infuse more exciting bucket list experiences into her everyday life. She is a former nationally syndicated personal finance writer, and her articles for U.S. News, Clark Howard, and Huffington Post have been seen all over the internet. She's also shared her insight in Money Magazine, Yahoo Finance, The Consumerist, Rockstar Finance, Market Watch, and even O Magazine. She now inspires everyday people to fulfill their bucket list dreams, both big and small. Well, let's jump into my conversation with Karen Cordaway. Well, Karen, thanks so much for taking some time to hang with me today. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. So in your book, in the very beginning, you share a quote by Paul Coelho that says, one day you will wake up and there won't be any more time to do the things you've always wanted to do. Do it now. I love that quote. It's super powerful. Why, Why did you choose that quote to include in the very beginning of your book? Now that I'm in my 40s, I realize how time is very fleeting. And sometimes when you're younger, you think you have all this time to do different things. And when you're in your 20s, you know, a lot of opportunities may come your way and you may put them off and think, oh, I could do this down the road. When really um, some things are just a once in a lifetime opportunity, but you don't know that at the time. Seize that moment. Correct. You know, I know you're a writer and you write about a number of different things. Why why did you choose bucket list when you could have chosen all sorts of other topics? I informally helped friends with their budgets and that would stir up a lot of feelings that weren't always pleasant feelings. Sure. And sometimes when people found out like even if I have this big income, uh-oh, you know, I'm spending a lot more than I thought mm-hmm. or I have obligations that you know, I have to pay for these things. So I knew I was not going to be a financial planner in that moment. You know, I wasn't all of a sudden going to change course like that. But I thought, how can I help people, no matter if they're stuck or no matter what their budget was, even if they did have a lot of spending money, how could I help them? Because I just felt like people do put things off and people will say, I always wanted to go there. But, you know, they just don't take action. Mm-hmm. Even people who make bucket lists, they don't always take action on the things or maybe they do one or two of them. So I kind of took all of these experiences, writing, and then the bucket list thing, it just made sense. Like that was my compelling story without really knowing it. It was kind of mm-hmm. like this kind of organic realization. Mm, nice. So you share an acronym in your book uh, using the word bucket. Um, to help us kind of expand the idea of bucket list. People have obviously heard of bucket lists. Some people make bucket lists. I've never made one. I've kind of thought about it. But break down this acronym for us. Share share why you came up with it and why it's helpful. Well, I wanted to rebrand bucket lists because they do seem to attract like the 20-somethings who are jumping out of airplanes 
or people <laughs> who are on the other spectrum, like maybe they're retired and they're finally getting to travel. I wanted to make it like very realistic for anyone to do at any phase of life. The acronym bucket, the B is for be on the lookout. And it's really about actively looking for things to do to keep it on the radar. Um, it could be in a very informal way, just checking social media, Facebook pages, or, um, you know, looking at TripAdvisor, Groupon, Yelp, things like that. Just so you kind of have a momentum. And if you just take a little bit of time, whether it's once a week or, you know, even if you get alerts, that's like the truth the easiest way to have sure. alerts come to you. So really you're, you're talking about be on the lookout for things that would, I assume they're out of the ordinary. They're things that I'm not doing on a regular basis that would be somehow of interest to me. Correct. So it could just be something as simple as a restaurant I never went to before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I was on this kick with Food Network and any Food Network star who had a restaurant, I wanted to try to go to all of their restaurants. And it's like, it worked out. Like I was in Universal with my family and here you think that's a family trip. It's mostly for the kids. And once I found out that Emerald's restaurant was there, I was like, sorry, this is my part of the trip. That's for me. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so it could be something very simple like that because many of those restaurants are all over the U.S. So it's just being very deliberate with what you choose and not, you know, going to the same restaurant, always going to the movies, doing something unique on the weekend. Mm -hmm. Okay. So B is for be on the lookout. What about the U? Okay. The U is understand what you value because it's very easy to see someone on social media, go into this fancy place And for whatever reason, our ego takes over. We want to keep up with the Joneses and we just go, well, I'm going to do that too, or I'm going to top that with this trip. And whatever the trendy thing is, sometimes we get caught up in that and it could very well be a great experience, but it's like, is it truly something that you want to do? Is it something that's going to make you happy? You know, you don't want to just do it just because um, it looks like the cool thing. Mm-hmm. I love that. I, I you know, uh, so many people, of course, like to go to Hawaii, um, or maybe because I'm in California, they go to Florida, vice versa. And uh, you know, I, I'm not. I've got the beach five minutes away from me. I don't want to go somewhere where the beach is. I want to go somewhere like I, we took our family in 2009 for two weeks to India, and wow. you know that was just a crazy, amazing trip. Um, we went to Nicaragua a couple of summers ago, and literally for a vacation for a couple of weeks. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't, uh, it can be tempting to get pulled in by those other places, you know, whether it's a food thing or a trip thing or clothing, it's like, eh, if I'm not really into it, I don't have to be into it. I do my own thing. Exactly. I, I hear a lot of people say Machu Picchu. That's like a popular one. Yeah. And, and Alaska. And I, and it's people who I would never think would want to go there and they just get hooked on it. And I'm sure it's beautiful. But see, I don't like the cold weather because I'm in the Northeast. So I'm like, no, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. not a vacation to me, but it is pretty. Maybe I would like it, but it's not the first thing you sure, know, I would sure. think of. All right. So um, help me review these. Be on the lookout. U stands for? Um, understand what you value. And C and, stands for? And C is for customize it to your situation. Because there's a lot of people who maybe they have kids or they're a single parent 
or whatever. They have pets. They're like, oh, I can never go away or I can't do that. And they start shutting everything down. And it's like, there are places where you can bring your pets or if you're open to it, obviously you can board your pets or get a, you know, a pet sitter. You just have to start thinking about, well, what can I do? Even if you are limited, there's always something, some creative idea that you can still do. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that is uh, kind of hip now, I guess, among young people is this whole van life idea. You're right. Taking a van, transforming it. There's tons of YouTubers on that. My daughter loves to watch it. And so I've gotten into watching these, you know, with the tours. And I think I, I, I don't, you know, I thought about buying an old van. Why do I want why do I want an old van sitting in my driveway the majority of the time? I'm not going to be <laughs> driving this around because I have a family, you know, and, right. and here's the hard part, Karen. I like to, I like to be clean. Like I like my shower, you know, and a lot of these exactly. things, they don't have showers or you've got to, you know, and so I'm like, I don't think that's for me, but I love watching it. You know, it's so right. fun. Maybe it's- we rent an RV you know, for a a few days. And I I grew up with my grandparents who had a trailer and a truck and we literally went all over the U.S. with them. But, you know, it's a trailer. It's got a shower. They have more time. I don't know. Maybe I'll get a, you know, when my kids are out of college, we'll get a nicer van, maybe a sprinter or something. But I like my showers. Exactly. Like it really, you can't be miserable. You know, you come to a certain age where you know yourself and you know, there's a thing where coming out of your comfort zone is fine. I I think, you know, maybe a little step, but if you already know yourself and you go, that would not be my idea of fun, then yeah, why do it? Yeah. Exactly. Let's hang out in a dirty van together. <laughs> Sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. So uh, K, what does K stand for? Okay. So K is keep it simple. So here I already had that Disney trip planned And usually when it comes to my husband and I, you know, our desires are like an afterthought. So when I did just easily find out that Emerald's restaurant was in Universal, you know, that was easy to choose. The the plan was already made. And, you know, Disney Universal, you really do have to plan a lot if you want to pack in as much as you can. But when it came to restaurants, we weren't picky with like seeing the characters or anything like that. So there was some wiggle room and I'm like, hey. We're going there. That's yeah. yeah. So keep it simple. All right. Uh, and then E, what does E stand for? E is ever evolving. So it's not like this rigid list that you write one time. You can change your mind. You know, if there's something that you figure out after all, it's not what you want to do. There's nothing wrong with not doing it. Um, but also, you know, ever evolving. Like I'm a big concert person, and. I like to go to my area casino. It's an hour away. There's actually two in Connecticut. And um, then we went further to see the Rolling Stones in New Jersey. (laughs) You know, when you talk about like something that's been on your bucket list a long time, they've been around so long. So that was, I went to a stadium. So I always thought of going to concerts in this, you know, comfortable environment. Not that a stadium isn't, but it just keeps like this momentum of now I want to do this and now I want to do that. So, um, you know, keep, keep an open mind and it's like a fluid thing. Yeah. Now, personal question here, Karen. Sure. I'm just going to tell you, you seem a little uptight. 
you're a financial writer. You seem very <laughs> detail oriented. You seem a little anal. You just, I'm telling you, that's, I, I may be wrong, but I'm, I'm, and, and yet you have this like adventurous, you know, like you're wanting to do these things. Like, am I, am I, am I off on this? Are you a little? No, it's, it's funny that you say that because I became more of this detail anal person as I became an adult. I was a free spirit. So I'm, you know, very much trying to rekindle that person. Um, you know, I traveled all over when I was in my 20s and I would go to Europe by myself. I was wow. one of those very adventurous people. Yeah, you know, life becomes routine and you take care of kids and they need to be fed and things need to happen. And like you said, finances, you have to stay on top of that. And that's a part of making it work so you right. can go. But yeah, I'm really... Um, once I am somewhere, I do things in the moment. I don't have to stick exactly to a schedule or anything like that. So, you know, that's you, so fun. Yeah. All right. So ever evolving. I do feel like if I had something on a bucket list and I didn't do it and I took it off, I would probably feel like a little bit of a failure, but I'm going to take your grace. You're telling me I can take it off if I need to. Yes. Okay. And then you'll just get better at selecting ideas that are more realistic or, you know, I found out skating in Rockefeller Center, when you read some of the comments that people write about the skates and how it's always crowded, I hate crowds. And I was like, <laughs> I don't want to go now. And I'm like, yeah. it's okay. You know, maybe if it was like a day where it's like so cold out that nobody's there, maybe I would do it. But it bothers me. It pains me that I took that one off. But after reading it, I'm like, I don't want to be miserable doing that. There you go. And what does the T stand for? Okay. The T is take time to store information. So we always come into contact with people who will give you, um, you know, recommendations for the best restaurants, where to stay on at a hotel, anything like that. Just um, store it and capture all the details while they're fresh on your mind, you know, and have a set spot, whether that's you know, old school pen and paper somewhere, or if you use something like Trello, Asana, any sort of digital capturing tool, or even just Google Docs. Um, mm -hmm. So you can access it, you know, from anywhere uh, when you get free time. Okay. So you've given me this kind of overview. You've expanded my thoughts on a bucket list. If I want to create a bucket list, how do I do that? Do I, you know, do I grab a piece of paper? Do I, I mean, there's a bazillion options of everything I could do. How, am I realistic? You know what I mean? Do I put Machu Picchu on there? You know what I mean? Like, how do I go about it? Well, I tell people to start with paper. Um, you know, if you're someone who has so many ideas, then you have to get them all down in, you know, it's kind of like a brain dump. But then there's people that they don't even know what to write because they're so out of touch with even trying to pursue those goals. Yeah. So they may need to generate ideas based off of their interests and just pick a few general interests. And where can this go? Like if you like music, you know, are you going to see an orchestra? Are you going to try to play an instrument? Like if you start that way, I have a bubble map in my book, but I also have a list. If you're, if you're someone who is more of a list person, yeah, I love that about your book that you gave kind of worksheet pages where you can just write right in the book or you can um, uh, you could photocopy it or, you know, whatever. So that was super helpful. Um, 
take, take me through some misconceptions on bucket lists, things that people think about bucket lists. Like I think about this movie. I don't, I'm trying to think it, uh, Oh geez. The actor, they just had a bucket list movie come out recently. Did they not? Two guys, white guy and a black guy. They were both dying or something or you what know was that? what? I was back. Correct. And, um, Jack Nicholson. Did you see it? I did. And I want to say it's over 10 years ago. I believe it was 2007, 2008. Oh my goodness. So I That's kind like of, recently. I'm like, yeah, it recently came out. No, no, but people do know that movie and yeah. they did do all of these elaborate, luxurious things at the very end of their life because they had, um, you know, terminal illnesses. And, um, so they went to see the pyramids in Egypt and, you know, you see them on motorcycles and all these different things. And, um, you know, it was an exciting movie, but that's where that all or nothing thing comes in. And Jack Nicholson's character, he was like, um, a very wealthy person and could just take this, this person. I think Morgan Freeman, like worked in a trade. I don't know if he was a mechanic. Right. So do you have a wealthy friend who's just going to bring you everywhere? Yeah, I wish. Exactly. So, you know, I think some of it came from that, but I think in general, people shoot for that over the top when really, when you're thinking about happiness, it's really an everyday life where you get long-term happiness. And, you know, that's why people have that letdown when they come back from vacation. That's not real life. I mean, it is fun. I'm not saying don't do that. But really, when you sprinkle in another layer of just, I went to a, a different corn maze, or you know, I went to that fancy restaurant, or I tried Korean food, or something that is simple, but it can still bring just as much happiness to you. Mm-hmm. So one of the misconceptions you're talking about is that they have to be over the top. They have to be grand or elaborate. So I love what you're saying. You can have this whole nother level of just everyday bucket list. Um, what are some other misconceptions that people might have? Well, sometimes people think um, you have to constantly go to different places and come up with all these different ideas all of the time. And there are people who do just like certain things. They just like to fish or they just want to see NASCAR or whatever it is, surf, but maybe you just go to different locations or, um, you know, you surf in different locations or you fish in different locations. And then there's people who are Disney people who go every year. That is their thing. So they're, they're thinking, well, I already checked that off my list. Unless you have gone for a long period of time or you do go back multiple times, you can't see everything in one shot at Disney and there's always something new. So Disney could be your bucket list and, you know, you can check off this ride or whatever it is, you know, seeing all those different countries. um, Yeah. So it's, so it's almost making one thing that you really like. Like I know somebody who's trying to visit every major league ballpark in the United States, you know, so they really like baseball. They really like ballparks. So rather than all these different things, it's focused on one thing. It could be, obviously a lot of people um, climb certain mountains. Like, you know, I don't know what the technical term is, but it's like, okay, I'm going to hit every mountain at a certain height or something. Um, I like that. Let me hear about your bucket list. Like what's, do you have a physical bucket list right now or is it in um, in your head? Is it on Asana or something digital? You know what? I do have one, but I update it constantly. I've been doing it monthly 
because I'm a now person and I want to know what can I do now because I have concerts I want to see, but the people aren't touring. Um, you know, so I have to wait. I don't have a choice. I have places I want to go, but I have a high schooler and one in college. So I kind of have to choose the right time. I want to go to Greece, but that bothers me. I like saving for that, but I need to have something now. (laughs) So I update mine monthly and I I put things on my site so people can also try to do that if they want to um, update it. But you can print out one bucket list sheet and then just keep adding to it. I hope I'm answering your question. Oh, that's great. So tell me, tell me what, what do you have like right now? Like you're like, okay, okay, I'm working on this. I am working on, I'm actually going to be writing a, um, a journal that goes with my book. And um, I want to get a Women's Day magazine one day. That's okay. far off. That's yeah. far off. But I also, I want to see the baseball stadiums too. I'm a, I'm a Red Sox fan and I love Fenway, but. I've been to um, some other parks. I can't say I want to see all of them necessarily, but I want to try to go to as many as I can. So you've got concerts, people that you want to see. Tell me about uh, what's a list of those individuals. Well, see, this is what's funny. I'm in my 40s, but because my cousins growing up, they were like eight to 10 years older than me. My friends always make fun of me because I like a lot of the 70s bands. Okay. And they're like, it just doesn't match. You're supposed to like, you know, you went to college in the 90s. What about the 90s bands? And I'm just such a nerd. Like, I like bands that have been around a long time. I like classic legends. And and I always like fight them. And I'm like, you know, I just think that that was one of the best time periods for music. Like I said, I went to see the Rolling Stones. I want to see Queen. I want to see Aerosmith. Um Phil Collins is coming back. It's funny because his tour is called something like I ain't dead yet. Or, you know, it's, it's like funny. <laughs> and there's even, um, there's someone who has a tour named bucket list tour. I, I can't remember who it is. I know it's not someone I want to see, but, yeah. um, yeah, so that's great. All right. So, um, one of the, you also use another acronym that I found to be really helpful. Um, the word Phil F I L L if I don't have necessarily the financial resources to do things, like if I have big ideas, um, but I don't necessarily, you know, have the finances right now, um, there's some things that we can fill our time with. Can you break that, that word down? Cause I think people will really enjoy that. Sure. So there's free, interesting, low cost and local. Free, interesting, and low cost and local. Okay. Correct. And sometimes, Something that's free could still be very luxurious. You know, there are concerts like in New York. um, You know, if you're really resourceful, you can find things that are free to the public and they're really awesome things. So sometimes when people think free, they go, oh, you got to go to the library and get a little pass to a museum. You know, it's not always um, something that seems lackluster. Sure. That makes sense. Yeah. And free could even be, you have a friend who works somewhere and has special access to something. So it could even be, you know, tagging along or asking them for that experience. Right. Having social capital goes a long way because I know a lot of people who are just so social and they're always going to this, that, and I'm like, wow, you know, aren't those tickets a lot? And they go, oh, my friend got them. Or, or sometimes people will give tickets to their friends if they can't go to something or season tickets, things like that. So absolutely that can work to your advantage. 
I also find that, you know, in our area, we have tons of events all the time and a lot of them are free or low cost. And yet it's kind of just outside of my normal day-to-day routine or comfort zone. Like there'll be concerts in the park. Well, if we grab some food and, you know, show up and it's just a relaxing evening, it took a little bit of effort. It took effort to find it. It took effort to find the parking. It took effort to get there. Yes, there's a crowd, but if I'm there and I'm focused on my family, you know, it's, it's an enjoyable time. Um, it's, but it's, it does take intentionality is what I'm hearing you say. Exactly. So if you can really be resourceful and be open-minded, that's part of it too. Um, you can be pleasantly surprised. And sometimes you are just saving for those bigger things and you don't want to be sidetracked by short-term things that would not allow you to go and save enough money for that bigger trip. So it's like, if you think of it that way, like, well, I'm doing this because later on I'm going to do X. Mm-hmm. But, but even if you're not able to save for those bigger things, I just still believe in trying to enjoy your life um, in whatever capacity that you can. There are so many things that you can do, no matter where you're at in terms of socioeconomics, you can find, like you said, free, interesting, low cost and local in right where you live. Um, for sure. Exactly. So you talk in the end of your book about re- how important it is to reflect on our experiences. Why, why do you put an emphasis on that? Well, part of it is savoring. So you're extending the happiness um, that you felt because even if you just think back about a positive memory or if you tell someone, Hey, remember when we did this, it kind of reignites those happy feelings. So that's a bonus. Um, you know, and it helps you gauge what's important to you and to help you figure out next steps um, or just what's next or, hey, I realize I want more of this in my life. And, um, you know, it's important because you're kind of really processing what you did. And like I said, you're extending uh, those positive feelings. And photos seem to be such a powerful part of that. I know it's If you're taking a photo, you're not necessarily living in the moment, but I think you can do both, you know, take a quick photo and then live in the moment. And then you've got that photo later to reflect on and savor those moments. You just have to be really disciplined because literally some of the concerts that I go to, people are on their phone so much that they're not cheering and screaming and singing along. They're just like, understand that. Yeah. Yeah, My my friend was like, why isn't everybody up? I said, see, they're recording it. And I said, you know, it's like, be in the moment. And yes, you can, like, sometimes my husband and I will take turns if they allow you to record. I go, you know, I really love this song. So you record, (laughs) but um, yeah, you have to really be aware of that because you are there. That is your little slice of time and enjoy it and be present. Well, it's the difference between enjoying it personally or trying to show it off to friends is kind of the difference Mm -hmm. really. Yes. Yes. So, um, Karen, if people want to get your book, once again, the title is The Everyday Bucket List Book, 10 Steps to Bring More Exciting Experiences to Everyday Life. Uh, They can go to your website, karencordaway.com slash book, and they can get it there. What, What other things do you offer that would be beneficial to people? I have things on my site where there are PDFs if you want to do something um, as a couple. I have a PDF for that. And, you know, there's a bunch of ideas on my website as well. And if people sign up, 
I can update them. Um, I, I give them a lot of personal insights and I give them a lot of quick wins. Um, if, if they want to be updated about my blog posts or whatever I'm doing. And I even include like some of my silly pictures, <laughs> the things that I do. That's great. Good. Well, Karen, thank you so much for writing this book. And uh, you've got me thinking about bucket list. I wasn't thinking about that before. And now I'm going, okay, I think it'd be uh, cool to make one that's both local and global, you know, lots of different things on it. So thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Karen and be sure to check out the Everyday Bucket List book by clicking on the link in our show notes now. All right, until next time, have a wonderful week.